This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Hello, it's Paul Wheelock and welcome to the Morning Bulletin podcast where we round up all the big headlines from overnight concerning Liverpool FC. And to help me run through those headlines, I'm delighted to say I'm joined on the line by Matt Addison. Good morning, Matt. Hi, mate. You are right. Yeah, good, thank you. Refreshed after a few days off. Looking forward to uh, this final stretch of the season and uh, seamless link. One Liverpool player, I'm sure, will be thinking the same as Harvey Elliott. Uh, no doubt between now and the end of the campaign, he will be given more minutes to impress. And, and Matt, yesterday, during the Blood Red podcast that was uh, broadcast live on YouTube, the, the news came through that Harvey Elliott has signed his first professional contract with a club. It, it comes as absolutely no surprise to anyone, uh, but both him and Jurgen Klopp have been speaking about the deal. And, and what have they been having to say? Yeah, it's, uh, as you say, no big shock. Harvey Elliott, of course, turned 17 in April. Uh, so he signed a, a three-year contract. That's the maximum that you're allowed to, to sign at, at that age. And yeah, Jurgen Klopp has, has basically just said that he thinks that Harvey Elliott is in the perfect place for, for him to develop as a player, which I think on the evidence of, of the last few seasons, you'd say that's exactly right. You look at the players that have come through and Certainly, there's, there's three in particular at the moment, Elliot being one of them, and of course, Curtis Jones and, and Nico Williams, too, who you would imagine will get a lot more minutes, not just for this season, but into next season as well. So, yeah, I think Jurgen Klopp got it spot on. He says the, the perfect culture for Harvey Elliott to continue to develop. And, and Harvey Elliott himself, of course, a Liverpool fan, is, is very excited. Um, he's obviously hoping for, for more chances to, to pick up. Premier League medal before the end of the season, but you know the, the main thing for him is that he just continues his development. I think you know he chose Liverpool ahead of a few other clubs, and obviously has decided not just because uh, he's a Liverpool fan, but it's of uh, of course the the best place for him to develop as well. So yeah, I think you know Jurgen Klopp admitted that they've sort of sheltered him so far and, and sort of kept him as much out of the limelight as possible, but. You do wonder how long that is going to be the case because obviously now signed his first professional contract. As I say, we're going to see a fair bit of him over the next few months, I think. And you know, the, the more you see of him, the harder it is to, to contain that excitement, really, because he is such a huge talent. I mean, just from, from speaking to, to people around him and, and people who know him, I think you know, there's, there's no doubt that he's got his feet on the ground and he, he's heading in the right direction. But you know, it's uh, it's certainly an exciting time for, for Harvey Elliott and you know, for, for Liverpool fans as well because you know, there's no doubt about it. He's only just 17 and you know, he looks like a, a seasoned Premier League professional. He's going to be an absolute superstar, I think. Um, and fingers crossed, you know, he, he stays injury-free over the next couple of seasons, which will be crucial to his development. And as I say, I'm sure Liverpool fans, you know, well, they've already seen a fair bit of him, but certainly in the coming months that's only going to get more and more you talked about the, the culture there I thought it was an interesting choice of word because there's, there's definitely that kind of winning culture in the dressing room and it, it all comes from Jurgen Klopp and it, it, just to link into our second story that we're going to talk about which is running on the Echoes website right now uh, it, it's about that it's, it, it, I think the story first emerged in the, the official match day programme it, it features Andy Robertson and he, he tells about something that Jurgen Klopp said to them before I think before the start of the season and it really does underline that kind of winning culture that's in the dressing room Yeah I think it, it comes from Jurgen Klopp and it, it comes from players like Jordan Henderson and James Milner who of course have, have been there and, and done it before at the top level and I suppose it's even more important to have that culture when you've got 
a young squad or, or a squad of players like Andy Robertson or, or players like Virgil van Dijk, of course, you know, perhaps the best in their position in the world, but they haven't necessarily been a big club before Liverpool. They've not necessarily won the biggest trophies. So it, it, it's sort of especially important in that regard. And Andy Robertson says that, that, you know, Jurgen Klopp told the team, you know, that they need to win so many things that they can't even begin to, to remember, you know, what they've won over the years, which, you know, it's obviously a, a very Jurgen Klopp thing to say. And, and it's, it's sort of almost like a, an, an almost joking statement to, to suggest that because, of course, you're not going to forget you know, how many European Cups you've won or, or that sort of thing. But it is that sort of way of, of getting the players to refocus again and, and go again, really, after tasting success. It, it would have been easy to say, well, you know, they've, they've won the Champions League. That was the biggest prize in, in football. You know, what else can you do? But, you know, they went again and, and obviously have now, you know, they're, they're on target to, to beat the record for the number of points that they set last season. So, it, as you say, it, it's all about that culture. It's all about, you know, the, the togetherness of the team. And I think we've seen so many occasions this season where that mental strength and the determination to get over the line has, has sort of come through. And, you know, you think of the crucial games this season, whether it be Manchester City at the start of the season, whether it be, you know, the, the Aston Villa game, the, the winner and, and late equaliser, even in that match. You know, all of these different moments, I think, all come back to, to that determination and the message, really, that Jurgen Klopp has sent from the start, which is you, you've not really done anything yet, even though you've won the biggest prize in, in world football, you've got to go and, and do more and more and more because, you know, that's what, what Liverpool is all about. And obviously these players are, are in a, a unique position, really. They've got, you know, world-class teammates in, in every single position. It would have been a waste for them not to, to go and, and win a league and, and, and add to what they've done last season. So, yeah, it's a spot-on message from, from Jurgen Klopp and obviously all of the players took that to, to heart and, Obviously, they've got their rewards this season. So, yeah, it's a, a sign of, of good management, I think, but but also a sign of, of what this, this group of players are all about. And obviously, since the, the Premier League title has been won, it's not been quite the same level of performance. But, you know, I think it's it's far too easy to, to forget, really, with some of the knee-jerk reactions of, of what we've seen after certain results. This team has been exceptional this season. And I suppose the fact that they were exceptional a year after also being exceptional last season just sort of underlines how impressive that is. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Another manager who delivered success to Liverpool, if not the Premier League title, was Gerard Houllier. And our own Sean Bradbury has had the pleasure of speaking to Gerard for an exclusive story that's now live on the Echo's website. I, I give recommend everyone giving it a read. But what's basically the gist of it, Matt? Yeah, it's a really good read, as you say. Obviously, Gerard Houllier is a, a Liverpool fan from afar, really. He's as pleased as anyone that, that Liverpool have won the Premier League title. And obviously, he managed other big clubs and, and he spent a lot of time in France. But he sort of talks through how Liverpool is essentially, you know, the, the club that he's most associated with. It's the one that he has that special bond, really, with, with fans. And, you know, he, he talks through the, the key moments in his time at Liverpool, of course, that, that treble in 2001 and sort of the players that he worked with, the young Steven Gerrard, what it was like to, to work with him. But I suppose the, the biggest message of all, really, is about that bond, as I say, with supporters that he had. And 
know, he calls Liverpool a special city, and you know, he's not you know, talking about Liverpool fans specifically. He's talking about Everton fans as well. He talks about how Red and Blues sort of helped him when he was ill and, and sort of got him got him through that period. So you know, he says that you know the, the Premier League title is is the reward for for Liverpool fans for sticking with the team and, and supporting them and. I suppose, yeah, it, it, it's something that gets said a lot. I think it's a, a message that Liverpool fans have a lot, that this is a special club and, and a special city and you know, this means more and, and all of those sorts of things. And it, it's easy for, for fans of other clubs, I think, to, to almost scoff at that idea and, and to, to sort of look at it as some sort of elitist type message. But, you know, when people like Gerard Rullier are, are not from the city, they're, they're not, they weren't Liverpool fans until they arrived and were a part of the club. You know, for him, so many years after leaving, to still have those memories and to still have that feeling, I think it just shows really that, that you know that there is something in that and there is um, a special connection. Particularly, I think with with managers, certainly we've seen it with with Hulier, with with Rafa Benitez when he comes back, the reception that he gets, and, and certainly now with Jurgen Klopp as well. That there is that special connection between Liverpool fans and their managers. And, you know, it, it's a, a really good read from, from Sean. And, yeah, Gerard Houllier's message to, to Liverpool fans really is, you know, you, you're a special group and, and you deserve this, this Premier League success. So, certainly the, the Premier League title is, is long overdue. I'm sure Gerard wishes that it, it could have been him who'd, who'd brought that home. But, yeah, certainly he will have been watching on with a, a smile on his face, I'm sure. Now to transfers and one that doesn't look likely to happen and one that definitely didn't happen. The Echo's understanding is that Liverpool, as it stands, are not going to sign Thiago Alcantara, the Bayern Munich midfielder. However, the, the rumours continue to persist and the former Liverpool defender, Jose Enrique, has been having his say about the links to Stadium Astro, which is a TV station in the Far East, and his comments have been picked up in the media by the UK, Matt. Yeah, it's a kind of mixed message, really, from from Jose Enrique. He says that you know if Thiago was to go to Liverpool, he'd definitely be playing very often. He'd definitely get into that starting eleven, which I'm not too sure how much there is a set starting eleven these days. I think it's it's more about having a squad and having options in that midfield. It's it's very rare that that Jurgen Klopp or, or any manager really will play the exact same eleven for for two, three, four consecutive games, but. So Jose Enrique also says that, that Thiago is, is 29. He's never played in, in the Premier League before and there's no guarantee that he'd be able to, to make the move over to, to Anfield and, and slot in straight away. And he also says, of course, that at the age of 29, how many more years you know will he have at the top? He's not had the best injury record over the years, Thiago. But yeah, as I say, it's a, a mixed message from, from Jose Enrique. I mean, from a personal perspective, I, I don't really agree with him. I think he's an exceptional player. I think it's a player that you know, Jurgen Klopp has, has picked out several times, I believe. When Liverpool signed Naby Keita, I think Jurgen Klopp said pretty much, you know, Thiago is, is the only midfielder in the Bundesliga who's better than him. Certainly we've seen, you know, when he when he left Barcelona, it was a, a huge shock that he was allowed to go. And you know, he's, as I say, he's had injuries over the years, but whenever he's been fit, he's been, an unbelievable player and you know for, for somebody of that caliber if, if they are available and, and Liverpool have the finances to do it then certainly it would be something that I would would want them to do but look it's uh, it's one of those isn't it we we understand that, that 
it's a deal that's unlikely to take place. Not impossible, but but certainly unlikely. And you know, as Jose Enrique says, you know, I, I do at least agree with him that you know, if Thiago was to sign for Liverpool, then he'd definitely be a very good option because he's you know he's a world class midfielder and he offers something I think that the Liverpool don't already have, which is almost uh, you know it, it's very difficult to get I think in this current squad to get a different type of, of football. You've got so many different options in that Liverpool team. For somebody of, of Thiago's quality to become available, I think it would be, you know, a, a decent purchase for Liverpool to say the very least. But yeah, as you say, the echo understands it. it's highly unlikely to take place, but I'm sure that won't stop people like Jose Enrique and myself and, and various other people from commenting on it. No, speaking of various other people, Josh Williams and David Alexander Hughes are back with the Analyzing Anfield podcast this afternoon and a, a significant part of the podcast is is talking about Thiago Alcantara and, and what he could bring to Liverpool if if the club's chance uh, stance does change and they actually make a move for him. It's a really, good inter- a really interesting listen. I do recommend you giving that a go. But just to our final story and to the transfer that didn't happen, Timo Werner, you know, I thought we'd stop talking about him on this podcast, but no, we're going to give him another go. Uh, just because uh, the former Liverpool striker, Michael Owen, has been questioning why Liverpool didn't do the deal, Matt. Yeah, it's a question I think that a lot of Liverpool fans will have asked either in the last few weeks or certainly having seen how Divock Origi performed at the weekend. I mean, you know, Michael Owen really is, is questioning not just Origi but Takumi Minamino as well. He says that you know not signing Timo Werner essentially was a, a mistake and Liverpool should, should go for somebody else instead. I mean, in terms of Origi, I think you know he's been at, at Liverpool long enough to have made an impact. I mean, obviously, he scored so many important goals over the, the well, certainly the, the last year, year and a half, something like that. Um, but, you know, too often, I think his performances haven't quite been at the level. I think the weekend showed that. I don't think he, he took his chance at all. I think it was a big opportunity for him through the middle in, in that number nine position, which he prefers. And, you know, we've seen him, I think it was against Everton in, in that 5-2 win earlier the season. Um, earlier in the season at Anfield he played in that role and, and did really well but it was sort of the opposite of that at the weekend so yeah I, I kind of agree with Michael Owen on that point I think it's incredibly harsh to, to sort of put Takumi Minamino in, in the same bracket though I think it's far too early to make a judgement I don't think we've seen enough of him or certainly not enough of him in his favoured position in a, a strong Liverpool team I think you know, it would be interesting to, to see how many more chances he gets before the end of the season. But you'd like to sort of see him in a front three with, with Salah and Mane either side of them and sort of give him the, the best opportunity really for success. So yeah, I think it's it's a harsh one on, on Minamino. I think, you know, the, the comments on Origi, could Liverpool get an upgrade on him? I, I don't think there's any doubt that that is a possibility. But you know, as we've said so many times, the reason the, the, or part of the reason the team of Werner deal didn't go through was because of the finances and look, if Liverpool are not going to sign him, as we say, we, we understand they're not likely to sign Thiago either. At this moment in time, I think it's you know the, the most likely scenario is that Liverpool don't spend a huge amount in this summer window and you know, a significant um, amount on, on one player, then it's not quite as, as simple as it sounds to upgrade on, on Origi or Minamino. So, it's one of those it's, it's comments that as I say you can kind of understand to an extent but at the same time 
maybe this summer isn't the time to be to be going out and spending. So I think, you know, Origi and, and Minamino, well, certainly Minamino will be at, at Liverpool next season and you'd be surprised if, if Liverpool brought anybody in. So, yeah, as I say, you, you can understand the comments, but yeah, don't expect anything to change, I suppose, would be the message. Thanks, Matt. That's all for today's Morning Bulletin. We'll be back this afternoon, UK time, with the full audio of Jurgen Klopp's press conference to preview tomorrow's trip to Brighton. And as I said earlier, we'll after that, we'll have the latest edition of the Analyzing Anfield podcast with Josh Williams and David Alexander-Hughes. Until then, bye for now. You've been listening to the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo.